We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone Hello Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed I'm James I'm Aaron. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture And not so pop culture Today we're talking about We're doing another Patreon uh, selected $10 tier You make us You pick the show Once a year You get to pick something for us to partake of uh-huh. uh, Amity picked uh, The Lost Room and Ashkan, uh, live on the Patreon live stream, uh-huh. ratcheted up to $10 and picked today's topic. 2016's The Autopsy. I always want to call it The Autobiography. It's a little bit different. Kind the, of not the same thing. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes. Okay. So I have thoughts, big thoughts, medium thoughts, and small thoughts. Okay. I have thoughts. Okay. I have not organized them into tears. Okay. My first thought is that Chad said this was not a horror movie. I think I understand where he was going with it. I, hmm. They, he's not right. That's not correct. He's not right, but he's not wrong. This like, is a I scary movie. And why he says that. What is a horror movie? Well, so I think what he meant was this is not a horror movie. That will scare Aaron, who is pretty much exclusively afraid of ghosts and right. spiders. But it's, in the grand scheme of horror movies, ghosts. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Right. It's I've not discovered... a slasher movie. No, I don't mind slasher movies because right. that's just gore. Right. I can handle gore. I don't like um, like sick psychological torture Torture, stuff and we've talked about that right and i don't like ghosts and we've talked about that right apparently i'm not super big on walking corpses unless they're actively zombies i mean the difference between that and ghosts is sort of almost negligible it feels like i mean i feel like reanimated walking corpses kind of straddles the fence between zombies and ghosts well now we have to well, maybe this is a, uh, I maybe want to put a pin in that. Yeah, no, that's totally hang a fine. bell on the toe of that Aww. and um, come back to that. Because I think I have a thought about that. Okay. I also feel it important to point out that when Chad told me that this was not a horror movie, and I said, will it be bad if I watch this alone at night? And he said, no, I think you'll be fine. It's not ghosts. I would like to go on record... That Chad was wrong. Not uh, as wrong as he could have been. Like, I was... True. I was frightened while I was watching the movie. Yeah. But not... I wasn't scared the way I was scared when I saw, like, The Ring or The Grudge. True. Or 13 Ghosts. Right. I was unsettled and freaked out, but once I turned the movie off, the movie ceased to bother me. Now, that might be because I then picked up Widow's Point by Richard Chismar, thinking I should read something to settle my brain. That is a fucking scary book, you guys. I'm excited to read it. It is really good. Yeah. It is really quick. Yeah. And it is one of the most chilling things I've ever read. Interesting. Cool, cool. That he wrote with his son? Yes. Cool. I'm, re- I'm really excited to read yeah. to read that. Um, I watched it with my wife. Okay. 
She agreed to watch it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I said, I don't know what it's about. And she knows, and you know, and the listener knows that I wasn't about to find out what it was about. Right. I had an inkling that perhaps it was going to be about an autopsy of an unidentified woman. I'm I have I have a college degree. I can read context clues from exactly exact meanings of titles. Um, I didn't know how it was going to be scary. Okay. Part of me, part of me thought it might just be. Anyway, I'll come back. So yeah, Kristen watched it with me. We watched it with the lights on. I did have the lights on, and there were still parts where. There was a part where I was like, "Do oh, neither of us was watching just then. Should we rewind it? And we were both like, no, let's just assume we didn't see something. I'm going to go ahead and just say right now, this is not going to be a spoiler-free zone. No, no. So if you have not seen this movie and think you might want to and don't want spoilers, just wait till you've seen the movie to listen to this episode. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um. So, I mean, like, we watched it, and, but I think I agree with you. After... Like the movie was over, there was a part. There was a part near the end of the movie where my jaw was like, like on the floor just from like fascination of storytelling. Okay. Um. It was when they found the second map. Oh, the yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was just like, I cannot believe that this is something that is happening right now. I was I so. I still stoked. don't understand exactly what that was. I think I think we'll have to get into that after we do a little bit of plot breakdown. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do plot breakdown now so that we can then just talk with abandon? Sure. Okay. okay. So the basic I'm going to give like a basic kind of rough premise. Okay. There is a father-son mortuary team. Mhm. They are finishing up an autopsy. The son's girlfriend comes to pick him up for a movie. They get ready to go to the movie, and then one of the cops brings in this Jane Doe that they found in perfectly preserved, half buried in the basement of a home where the entire family had been brutally murdered. Right. And we are in Grantham, Virginia. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I even registered that. Um, I only noticed, I, I was like, oh, Grantham, Virginia. And Chris was like, where's that? And I was like, I don't know, but Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a made up town. There's a point where they say, let's just, let's get rid of this. Let's send this over to VCU. I did hear that, but I didn't register that they were talking about Virginia Commonwealth University. Yeah. I just assumed it was an acronym. Yeah. Um. So the girlfriend comes to pick him up right as this Jane Doe comes in. And the dad's like, I'll take it. It's fine. Go on your date. And well, the son's like, no. The the girlfriend comes and um, the dad lets her exa- look at some of the dead bodies, which yeah. is setting up who all the dead bodies. When a movie sets up who all the dead bodies are, you know yeah. that there's going to be an issue with it later. Yeah. So there was an old lady. Who had I, mesothelioma. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Hey, Siri. What's mesothelioma? Mesothelioma is a type of cancer that develops from the thin layer of tissue that covers many of the internal organs. Shall I show you a picture? Please, no. Please, can I? I have no, a video. No, you shall not. Okay, so it's like inside. It's like inside your whole body cancer. Right. Um. So, yeah. And then there's a guy who shot his face off. After having ingested strychnine. 
Yes. His his face was shot off after well, he yes, died from strychnine. That's right. Yes. Yeah. The thing said strychnine. And I was like, oh, strychnine. I know what that is. That's poison. And it's like, why doesn't he have a face? Because of gunshot wound. I was like, did I? Wait a minute. I thought I knew what strychnine was. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that, is that a type a... of gun instead? <laughs> uh, I, shot her, I shot her with a strychnine. It's like a strychnine millimeter. Yeah. But yeah, so no. that was like he was murdered and then it was made to look like a suicide. Right. And then there was another body. Burn victim. Burn victim, that's well, right. Well, um, subdural hematoma, then burned alive. Right. Well, died of subdural hematoma, then burned. Right. So, so she, gets to, she gets to look at all of those and then he's like. I was very glad that she, he, they did not let her lift the cloth off the face of the gunshot guy. Right, right. I was very glad for that. Yes, thank God we didn't have to see that. I texted <clears throat> Chad later, and I was like, am I going to see a guy with his face blown off? Because I kind of feel like I'm going to see a guy with his face blown off. Chad did not respond to that text until after the movie was over. Yeah. And actually, he didn't respond to that text, period. He responded to something else I had said. Hey, FYI, uh, you see a guy with his face blown off. Yeah. But uh. like, I mean, not like... It's not like a super obvious. It, it's like through a peephole, and like there are like flashes of 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 like flickering lights yeah. and like wandering through shafts of light. Like it's yeah. not. It's not like, hey, how's it going? I have no face. What's going right. on? But it was definitely enough that I was like, ah, uh, I see where this is going, and I'm gonna. I was like, kind of, I like did that thing where I take my glasses off and yeah. still watched. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't really know what a guy looks like once he's had his face blown off. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I can imagine it well enough that I think I'm glad I took my glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Jane Doe comes in. They're like, we don't know what her deal is. Dad says, go on your date. The son tells his girlfriend, come back at 11. Right. I'm going to help my dad and we'll go see the late movie. Right. So the girlfriend leaves. Son goes back. They start the autopsy. Right. At this point, the creepiest thing that has happened is the girlfriend looking at the bodies. It's not creepy as much as it's just like, okay, so she wants, she has like this, she wants to look at these dead bodies. These dead bodies are kind of creepy looking. The creepiest part for me so far had been the like montage of the burn victim autopsy was like, because they did sort of rapid fire. Yeah. Here's how they do an autopsy, you know, open up. I was like. It was still early in the movie, so I was like, oh, so we're just, okay, so we're just getting in there. See, that, that's one of my notes, is that I didn't find any of the autopsy stuff creepy. I found it fascinating. I didn't find it creepy. I found it fascinating. I just found it... Thus far the creepiest oh, part. Oh, okay. I see what we're... We're just getting in there. Right. Got okay. It. Like, when they started doing the autopsy on Jane Doe, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I actually... I would say my big, huge, overarching note is I would have been great with this movie without the creepy parts. I would have been like, yeah. the supernatural elements were fine for storytelling, mm -hmm. but unnecessary for my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Like if, if this had just been a movie about an autopsy on a body that had had, that had some really unexplainable stuff, yeah. I would have been all in. I... Listen to a My Favorite Murder today. Okay. Um, where one of them told a huge long story and the other one told like four vignettes of things that she'd seen like people submit. Okay. Like 
it was sort of like a rapid fire. Here are some interesting things I saw. Sure. Um, and one of them was they found this mummy in Iran or Iraq. I don't remember which one. Um, and it was interesting because the it was, I think it was Iran. The Iranians don't do mummies like the basically the only people in the area i think the incans did mummies okay but the only people in like africa asia europe that would that did mummies were the egyptians right so it was very interesting to find this mummy in iran yeah and so they started to examine it and this was i was listening to this the day after i was listening to today and i watched the movie last night so i was like topical yeah (laughs) Gradually, they were like, "Huh, there's a there's a pencil markings on this thing. Pen, lead pencils weren't invented until like the 1800s. Huh? There's synthetic. This is on a synthetic mat. Like, and gradually, it turned out that she had been killed like 50 years prior and just made to look like an ancient mummy. Oh, it's fascinating. And I would love to watch that movie. And this was." I thought this was going to that was going to be this kind of movie. Right. When they found the peat underneath her fingernails, uh-huh. whenever you find peat, by the way, um it's they're old. Only yeah. old things are in peat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she's super old." Ooh, ooh, me. Well, and I think that was one of the points that they made. They were like, "This is weird. There yeah. is peat, which is A, not around here, and right. B, not around this time period." Right. Um and I thought that it was going to be a mummy thing because you there they've found bodies in the peat that yeah. are perfectly preserved because yeah. that no no oxygen can get there. So I yeah. thought that was what it was going to be. Yeah. So um, yeah. they start doing an autopsy on this like pristine. Oh, FYI, naked. Yeah. It's naked. I you, mean, like you see boob, but it's like corpse boob. There's like nothing sexual about it, even a little. There's bit. nothing sexual. I mean, you see, she's also. Like, there's some pubic hair, too. Yeah, I mean, like, flashes of it. You don't... I but, guess there's... There was, like, one point where it was kind of like a full body, yeah. but not from, like, straight on. It was, like, at a bit yeah. of an angle. It's... No, there's no sexual anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, About this at all. I mean, all. they do a rape kit. Right. That's it. It's, it this is as, as clinical as it comes. Yeah. I mean, SVU is basically, like silk stockings compared to what (laughs) this um what this was it was as clinical as you could possibly be yeah so they noticed the peat under the finger and toenails they noticed she's had her tongue cut out she's missing a molar she's missing a molar and her eyes are clouded over which indicates that she's been dead for several at least several days but But everything else about her there's no rigor mortis. There's no lividity. There's nothing. Right. Her wrists and ankles are broken. Right. Um. They notice a string, like a thread, in her mouth. And there's there's a fly that flies out of her nostril. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. That was super gross. Um. And it like lands on her eyeball. Later, so it's on all, her eyeball. Yeah, that that fly gets a second fly flies out of her. The first fly just gets zapped in the bug zapper. That's right. You're right. Um. We were having very meta DVD problems at first. Oh. Where it was like, 
the lights were flickering in the movie and then the DVD would flicker. So it was oh, it was a very that's fun. That's the problem with library DVDs. It was actually our DVD player because oh. of the four two-year-olds that jump right next to the DVD. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, she also, when they cut her open, uh, she bleeds. Yeah. Like... A bunch. In a, in a way that only a living body should bleed. Right. Uh, one of them, the older one, uh, played by Brian Cox, who's been in other things, um, says that he has sometimes seen it, like, if it's a person that has just been killed. Right. And there's, like, a pressure differential that keeps some blood in their body. Right. So then they open her up, and then, and <laughs> that's when things start to get weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I I can't emphasize this enough. This body, and I'm not being creepy when I say this. I'm being completely clinical. Is pristine. It is yes. markless. Yeah, there are no, no bruising scars. Yeah, no bruising externally. This body looks perfect, like a just out of the factory mannequin. Yes. Internally, we've got stab wounds. We've got smoke inhalation yeah we've got broken bones we've got there's something with the heart the heart has there's scarring all over like there's all scar- of her yeah like she's been stabbed yeah but again there is nothing in on in, in on her outside body right um and then the other thing is that uh the younger one notices um that her waist is weirdly disproportionate to her body. Yes. And then that when and they have her opened up, the older one's like, this looks like what happens when you wear a corset all the time. Right. By the way, I have to say, can I say my overarching thing real quick? Yeah. This movie is interesting to me to think about as a modern retelling of The Exorcist. Okay. Old priest, young priest. Sure. Possessed body... In a way, yeah, I'll get, I'll give you that. And then weird shit starts happening. Sure. Um. Almost like I, I looked briefly at like the Wikipedia, like just for anyone being like, "Hey, The Exorcist," but I saw, I saw no one saying this reminds me of The Exorcist. Okay. Um. So, that's a James original. Tm 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 tm. I'm not familiar enough with The Exorcist. I saw it when I saw. It- in with, theaters r- with you. Right. That's, I feel like I've seen parts of it yeah. um, once before. This but... was scarier to me than The Exorcist was in any way, shape, or form. Yes. Agreed. Um, don't have your victim, your your scary one talk. That's that's my number one rule. The more and more I see you scary movies that are scary versus scary movies that aren't scary, mm-hmm. the minute that the thing opens their mouth and says something that someone has had to write for them, yeah. nope, it's over. It stops being super scary. Yep. Yeah. Swallow your soul is not scary. Right. <laughs> so they continue with the autopsy. They open up her stomach and they find a bundle of cloth. Yeah. Inside this bundle of cloth is a molar. Yeah. That matches her. That matches hers. Yeah. Her missing one. And the cloth matches the thread that they found in her throat. Right. And it's a map of some kind some sort of there's like a writing ritual, on it it's like yeah. a ritualistic yeah s- instruction sheet or something right after that 
All the while this is happening, there is uh, a thunderstorm that can be heard. Their their morgue is in like a storm cell. It's like in the basement of their house, but like there's a way to access it via a storm cellar. Yeah. Um, and then an elevator. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so. You can hear a, a a very bad thunderstorm overhead. Mm-hmm. They have the radio playing. Um, and it keeps switching to... I don't remember if it happens this early, but at some point during the movie, it starts switching to this hymn? It's, it sounds like a, like a Dust Bowl sort of like um, pre-June, like Carter family sort of like old proto country yeah like where woody guthrie and the carter family and like all of the and like um um hold on this is really lead belly like all sort of come together in like the 20s or 30s to sing like catchy songs but like also there's sort of some god related stuff and it yeah feels like they're hymn-y. not yeah they're not outright hymns or church songs but they have that flavor like yeah after you all go to church, when you go back to somebody's house for a potluck yeah. picnic, these are the types of songs that you would sing. You Are My Sunshine is in this genre. Like, yes. Like, yes. It's where, it's where before country and the blues and rock and roll and folk music diverged when uh-huh. they were still just like, hey, if I play these same things on guitar, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. When we were still back up there before we had had sort of yeah. a big genre split, that was where this song is 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 coming from. Yeah, You Are My Sunshine is a really good analogy. Yeah. It it sounds it actually talks about sunshine, I think yeah. the song does. So and actually most of the things think this is a, a lost track from the Old Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Like it's a it's a very Oklahoma Ozark sort of Sure. Whatever. Sure. Not where it needs to become like it shouldn't be coming from their radio right and as clearly as it like it's super yeah everything creepy. else has been a little staticky because yeah. of the storm and suddenly this is coming through loud and clear and loud yeah. and clear after that stuff just starts getting weirder and weirder right and they start finding like all of these things to indicate that this woman was tortured right that this woman lived a hundred and fifty, two hundred years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Three hundred years ago. Well, they eventually find out that she lived. Th- yeah, three hundred and thirteen yeah. years ago. Oh, okay. My my math is bad, yeah. so I was like, I don't know. When were the Salem witch trials? Yeah. Like, yeah, seventeen hundreds, hundred and fifty years ago, right? Um, yeah. I started thinking witch when her tongue was cut out. I started thinking which before I watched it because Chad told me. Ah, Chad. But, well, no, it, it's fine. He told me because he was like, it's not ghosts. Right. And I was like, is it really not ghosts? He's like, no, she's a witch. Right. But yeah, if he hadn't said that, then when... Oh, there's, I think, was, was there also um, indications of drowning? I can't remember. No, there was indications of burning. Her her lungs were burned up. Yeah, she had like severe smoke inhalation. Right. Um, but I again, there was some drowning I, something. Oh, maybe I'm only thinking that because of the witch thing. Yeah. Um. There was. Yeah. I don't think that's so. how you test for a witch. And there was also um her vagina was all torn up. Oh yeah, there had been yeah, yeah. That's not like rape, but like. Torture. Again, yeah. like torture. Yeah. So. Shit starts to go down. 
the cat gets killed. Like, the lights go out. And then back on, and then out, and then on. Then the bodies start coming back. At one point, they start to realize that there's something seriously wrong with this body, and that all of the other weird things happening around them are somehow being caused by or related to this body. So they try to set it on fire, and it just doesn't burn. Right. Well, I mean, it burns. It catches the the whole room on fire. Yeah, it burns the way if you have like a fancy cocktail that you light on fire. And when the flame goes out, you still have a cocktail that doesn't look like it was on fire. It burns like that. Right. Yeah, the body remains as pristine. Right, right. Yeah. As it was before. And so eventually what they figure out, they end up opening up her head cutting out a piece of her brain, looking at it under a microscope to reveal that there is still brain activity. Well, this, not, and it's, it's like regenerating. Yeah. Like, it's like, like this woman is still alive. The dad figures out this woman is not dead. He, and she's feeling every single thing that we do to her. And he, uh, the dad has also cut his wrist on her bone. Oh yeah. Her, like like he, a sternum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he used the, um, Rib cut, the rib yeah. cutter to cut out, ba- yeah, basically cut out her sternum, and he sliced his wrist on the raw edge of her rib cage, yeah, and it won't heal, and it's like getting worse, black and stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. like what sh- what was ostensibly a relatively small cut is just like starting to bleed more and more and more. Yeah. So, yeah, like James said, the bodies start disappearing and walking around and dad and son get separated for a little while and in the end the father tells the body i'll take this if you don't hurt him right basically says i will like you know whatever has happened to you transfer it to me kill me so that you are not feeling the pain anymore just don't hurt my kid and the body does that. And when I say the body, I literally mean the body. Like, she doesn't wake up. Right. She is a corpse on a slab. Right. And so, you know, his wrists break. His ankles break. He starts exhaling smoke. And you see the body healing. Yes. From these wounds as it transfers to him. Yes. And the son is, you know obviously distraught right and the and the dad is still alive but experiencing all of these horrible things that were done to this woman because think about like it's an autopsy like i was happy that then the son put the dad out of his misery yeah before like the brain came out or the ribs started to break open right because yeah because at this point the dad has experienced the torture that she was put through yeah he has not yet experienced the autopsy parts. Right. So, yeah, he, you know, looks over and sees a knife on the floor and, you know, basically tells his son, please, please, and the son kills him. Right. And then the son goes to leave, but the building won't let him. Well, uh, the old sycamore has fallen on the storm doors. Of course. It's what happens happens in Grantham, Virginia when there's a storm. Those old sycamores are just real flimsy. We should really cut down all trees. Sycamore. 
Sycamore? Sycamore trees than they can handle. Uh huh. <clears throat> so. So basically. Yeah, so he can't get out, and the. I don't remember. Was it one of the bodies? Oh, it was his dad. Then his dad appears, and he freaks out and falls basically over a railing and dies. Yeah. In the oh, sim- at some point in there, the girlfriend did come back because she was supposed to come back at 11. It was before. And I, when I heard the elevator, I was like, oh, girlfriend's back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, they think that it's the, the gunshot one. And then they, they, they hit that with an axe. And then it turns out that they have axed the girlfriend to, 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 to darn death. Yeah. Yeah. They axed her a question. No. No? No. Future Aaron, cut that. Oh. You don't want that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he dies, and then the cops are like... Huh. Yeah, then yeah. The, so the cops show up, because they're like, okay, we need you know the details on this autopsy that you did for this super weird corpse we found. And they come in, and it's just been like a bloodbath. Right. right. And Did the, the original corpses get back in their drawers? Yep. Okay, so... They don't know. So Jane Doe is back to pristine condition, appears to have never had an autopsy done on her. Right. The corpses are all back where they belong, but dad and son are dead. And girlfriends. And girlfriend. And it, I mean, it looks like a murder happened in. Which is how the movie actually starts with them investigating a murder scene uh, in a house. And um, there are all these bodies horribly killed by various ways and there's no sign of forced entry there's no nothing right and jane doe is partially unearthed in the basement here's something okay um that i also didn't see in the plot synopsis on wikipedia which which i thought was weird because i felt like it was a pretty important plot point the radio's on when the cops come and the radio's saying it's gonna be a great day out there today just like the past four days have been great and nice and sunny and awesome. Yes. Which is not what we have seen. Yeah, we saw a big old storm. Which means which might which which pushes me towards a theory. Okay. Which is that none of that was actually happening and and she was just freaking their minds out. Okay. And I mean like it was the girlfriend, the whole there were the body the corpses never moved around, nothing ever happened. It's just that then they actually did kill. Because, like, um, they killed the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Younger one killed the dad. Uh-huh. Younger, Younger one, one fell, fell to his death. Yeah. No one supernaturally hurt anyone. It's true. Unless the cat counts as, as something, but, you know, whatever. We didn't really get a good look at what happened. Like, Oh, no. The dad killed the cat. The dad killed the the older one killed the cat. The cat they yeah. appeared to well, be all bloody and and hurt and and, yeah. and hurt in unit, but like everyone who actually got killed in the movie was killed by one of the two gentlemen. Yeah, yeah the cat shows up in like one of the vents, yeah. and there had been a whole conversation before about the cat and was like had been chasing rats. Yeah, so the cat shows up all bloody. I guess you're supposed to assume that it lost a fight with a rat. Or something. I or don't know. That, well, I think, well, I mean, like, in the story of Jane Doe, that 
she that has somehow did something to yeah. the cat, but yeah. probably the cat lost a fight with some rats, or was just fine, or and was... they broke the cat's neck for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. But they were hallucinating. Yeah, they pull the cat out of the vents, and it appears to be all bloody and horribly yeah. injured. And so the father snaps its neck to put it out of its misery. Oh, that was another thing. They put it in. They, they put the cat it. in the crematorium. Yeah, and the crematorium came back later. Like it started, like it fired back up or something. Yeah without anybody touching it. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier the second map. So they peel her skin off, her body? Yes. And on the inside of that pristine white skin is a map, oh, is a map that mimics the one they found in her in her in her body in her stomach yeah like ritualistic instructions of some kind not not a map like you know x marks the spot right. but like think like pentacles and yeah pentagrams and, pentagrams yeah. and pentagons there probably were some pentagons yeah lots of polygon.com pent up energy inside that body uh-huh a pentathlon um by the way, the the thing that they couldn't figure out when they had it completely unfolded, when they folded it back up, referenced Leviticus twenty seven. Okay. Um, which is the hey, don't be a witch. That okay. God, 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 don't like witches. Also, if you see a witch, get rid of that witch. Yeah. Um, so that was when it was like, hey, she a witch. It was a witch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I don't under, like... So I think it was all hallucination. I guess my thing is, if they were not... I I don't... Do you think that they were hallucinating the injuries done to this body? Like, the bleeding that happened when they cut her open, the stab marks on her heart, the smoke damage to her lungs, the tattoos on the inside of her skin... Do you think they were hallucinating that? Or was all of the physical trauma that had been done to her legit? I think... And her being a witch just healed the outside of her body. I think that either... So either... If you you follow that the supernatural is something that... I think there's something supernatural going on here regardless. Sure. One way of looking at it is, yeah, all the stuff that happened actually happened. And then she cleaned up after herself. Okay. And put everything back the way. She didn't erase the chalkboard, but that was their own notes. Presumably right. she erased the camera that was recording the autopsy. Oh, yeah. Um, We never actually examined what the camera that said, but... was in the room when the room caught fire. Mm. So it yeah. may have... It was probably destroyed in the fire, even though nothing else in the room appeared to have been destroyed. Which, again, lends itself to believe that... There was not actually a fire. Right. Yeah. Um So it could be that that everything was the way it was cuz the way the movie ends is the guy that's driving her to the second morgue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> VCU. <laughs> yeah. Um Go Rams. Um is that then her toe shakes cuz she has a bell on her toe and her like toe twitches cuz she's alive Not dead right and the radio changes to that song right um i i prefer that it's that she actually wasn't do, doing all of the horrific things but was actually just getting into their minds 
Right. I and, like. I do like that better. Um. Yeah. Which may. Which also makes you wonder if none of those things actually happened. The video recorder. I mean, when the cops start, like when the cops find that tape. Yeah. That, you know, we we don't see that happen, but that might um. You know, just show two guys slowly losing their minds over the course of the night. Yeah. But that. Do you, but my, my question though still stands. Was do you think that the trauma that they saw once they opened her up to the inside of her body, was that still there and she put herself back together on the outside? Or were they hallucinating all of like these weird witch torture things? I think, well, I think if it was all in their minds, I don't think they ever got to opening her up. Okay. Um, they only, would, got, they only got as far as the basic like exterior right. tongue cut out molar missing thread in her throat right. vaginal trauma broken bones right the external the st- stage yeah. one yeah um me an expert on autopsies yep um ashkan i think was saying that uh he talked to he has friends that are forensic people in the okay. in the live stream he was talking about like how someone was talking about that it was either new matt or ashkan or some young young fellow was talking about how like they they had friends that did uh, that had done autopsies oh, okay. and that it was fairly accurate yeah um accurately depicted which is which is good and kind of fun to know yeah um so i think actually the telltale thing will be are the older ones uh the older more um not mortician Medical examiner. Medical examiner, I guess. The the father. The father it, are his wrists broken? Are his ankles broken? Right. Does he have stuff in his lungs? Like that will be the telling about was it just in there? But like we don't know. We don't know that. Right. Um. Now as far, now with this hallucination theory, do you think the father was hallucinating her transferring all of these things to him? So when the son killed him, the father was like, "Okay, good." Because this is painful and I'm done. I think it was definitely a group as opposed as, as opposed to the father being like, hey, son, why are you coming at me with that knife? Right. I know things are weird, but we can get through this together. Now, there is there's something called folie à deux. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know. I've heard the term. I don't really know what it's it It's where like, it's like codependency, but for crazy. Okay. Um, I think um, where it's like, I, you know, to get like separately, we're fine. But when we're together, we're insane. Okay. And so there's an interesting, like, it was just the two of them sort of situation. Okay. Um, Which I kind of like. I don't know enough about the concept of Foley Adu to um, uh, speak any further on it. But like, right. um, I, I think that if, I don't think one of them was hallucinating and one of them wasn't. That I mean, that'd be an interesting movie too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I definitely think that they were both hallucinating for the majority. Like, if we're going to go with the hallucination theory, I think they were both hallucinating together for the majority of the movie. But I do wonder if there hit a point where the father was like, son, help me. Or, uh, you know, where the father was like, you know, hey, Jane Doe, I will take on your pain. Just don't hurt my boy. Right. And then in his mind, nothing happened. And then his kids stabbed him. But probably he hallucinated. Yeah. 
all of the Jane Doe things happening to him. I mean, all of this falls apart if the uh, if that thing they found in her belly is there. If the Jimson yeah. weed that they found, oh, they also found Jimson weed in her in her stomach. Oh yeah, it's a which paralytic. is a, a yeah. Um, stinkweed is another uh, name for it, and there's oh. a magic card called the Stinkweed Imp. Okay. Which I am now interested in. Like I thought it was just a funny name, but uh-huh. stinkweed is an actual thing. Huh. Um, so I mean, if any of that evidence was there, then the hallucination thing falls apart, and it was just actually as depicted. Right, but, but we will we, never know that. Right, we, because that we, is the autopsy. That's the cleanup of the crime scene, which we don't see. Right, and and theory. I mean, like, if all the bodies are back, she could certainly have gotten rid of the other stuff right um and then the chalkboard stuff doesn't mean anything to anyone so there's also a world where this is where where both are true right. she made them hallucinate some of these things but there was also some supernatural shit going down right like all the stuff with her actual body was legit but she also she made them hallucinate walking corpses and things right. and then the, i mean there's also a theory where like there was a gas leak yeah in the enclosed quarters of the mortuary yeah that made them hallucinate all this stuff and she was just some girl <laughs> who had well well i mean Again, we don't. We she like, was just some pristinely preserved girl with Pete under her fingernails and a teeny tiny waist, right? Or, or, or you know, depending on when the hallucination started and if the evidence was. I know uh, they had written to stuff. Anyways, well, yeah, and the cops even were. They were like, "We've got this pristine body." Yeah, like she was buried. Yeah, doesn't like she both looks like she's been. It both appeared that she has been dead and buried a long time, but also she looks very fresh. How come she didn't have the mud on her from being buried in where they found her? I don't know. I'm guessing they just, when they took her out, I mean, it wasn't like mud. It was like dirt. Yeah. So it must have, maybe they cleaned her off some. I think that's why Junior was like, we would have really loved to have seen the crime scene. Yeah. As opposed to these pictures you took of, here she was in the dirt, and now here she is. Okay, Squeaky see ya. clean. We gave her a shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we left the peat for you, though. Right. Um, we didn't clean out her fingernails. We had one more thing to do. Um, so, my little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first casting they did was Jane Doe. That was an actual actress. I knew it was an actual actress. She's been in other things. They cast her largely because of her yoga prowess, because she can control her breathing. Oh. Which I found fascinating. That is really interesting. (laughs) So she could... I assumed it was a combination of an actual actress and a mannequin. I mean... Like that some of the full body shots... I mean, it... There had to have been... Well, yeah. Yeah. But I figured that all of the, like, hey, we're not seeing this dead body breathe, but we've been looking at her for a really long time. Yeah. I assumed that was because it was not an actual person. Yeah. But apparently her yoga propensity was a factor in her casting. Interesting. Um, You know that she's been in other things, so that's fine. But this is is what she looks like. Yeah. Like, 
normal style. Uh-huh. Um, not as not a dead body. It's kind of a huge change. Yeah. Although I did notice that uh, her teeth are, those are her teeth. Like, mm-hmm. like she has kind of like buck teeth, which. Well, she's got a little gap between her yeah. front teeth. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting that like, yeah, no, that's just her teeth. That's her that's teeth. it. Yep. Um, also, we kept having trouble understanding what the older one was saying. And then I looked it up and Brian Cox is definitely Scottish. So. Oh, so it was a an artificial American accent thing? That he was, that when he, the more mumbly he got, the more brogy he got. Got it. And I was, I was actually pretty proud of myself because I was like, I bet he's Scottish because that was some mumbled mumble shit that i can't understand what the hell he would like i'll be there in a minute christian was like what did he say because he was like oh, no, no, no. it's like, like sorry dad that, what? So- that sounded brogy oh i'll be the other minute um we just lost all of our scottish who listeners. was who was that scottish man that authentically came in and just talked just now weird must have been a ghost must have been um now he's in my house so anyways forever th- it's squints Scottish, Scottish squints. squints. McSquints. McSquints. There we go. Um, so, and um, then the exorcist thing, like, in the exorcist, both the priests die um, in similar ways to, I mean, like, the old one, there's an old priest and a new priest. Right. Or an old priest and a young priest. The old priest dies of sort of like a heart attack thing, basically like pleading with the demon and the younger priest falls is, down the stairs. Is like, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, I made it out. Oh no, I didn't make it out. Yeah. So. Cool. I thought, I thought there was a little bit of a parallel there, perhaps. Possibly. Po- at least in terms of like just general body count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really kind of dug it. I, I found it interesting. It was not as scary as it could have been. Agreed. Like, I am not scarred for life traumatized. So, Ashkan is a big Saw fan. Okay. This felt to me the same way that I thought this was going to be a lot more horrifying than it was. Uh-huh. Is how I feel about the first Saw movie, which is the only one I've seen. Okay. It's the only one I saw. <laughs> In that, it and this... I enjoyed and I thought that the violent parts were necessary and fed the plot. Okay. Um, This one a little bit less than Saw, actually. I feel like this one, again, like I said, the supernatural, like, scary parts, I didn't find necessary at all. Right. But that that's just, I, I'm just fascinated by the idea of an autopsy at all. Yeah. Um, But in, in this and Saw, I feel like... The autopsy of Jane Doe 2, which, by the way, would be a ridiculous thing to even come up with because just from title alone, it sounds stupid. But Hey, James. <laughs> want to write a sequel? You want to write a sequel? Um, she's back. Because we did so well with the last sequel we wrote. Um, she's back, and on the cover, it's just her back. Um, uh-huh. So It's actually not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the problem is that then Saw 2... Or I'm, I actually, I don't know about what at what point they start getting ridiculous as opposed to still good or whatever. Right. But this and that, I feel like then if you don't understand what were the excellent parts of it, mm-hmm. you then accentuate the parts that, that were the flavor. Sure. And then you come up with torture porn and, right. and, and too scary and too violent and too gory and too twisted. Right. This and that 
And seven, actually, a little bit. If there was a seven, okay. two. Sure. Eight. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven, seven point two. You, it, like, it, it, it takes a special formula of this is the plot. The plot is interesting. The plot has some gore to it. Mm-hmm. But it's not gratuitous. Right. Then the sequel, you're like, but what if it was? What if it was just gratuitous? Yeah. That. Yeah. Is, is the problem, I think, with the genre, is that sometimes you get good, cool stuff going on. Right. And then you are like, okay, but audiences see, really seem to react to the guy with his face shot in. What if he was the star? Oh, God. <laughs> what can we call it? Holes. Dang it. There's already a movie called Holes. <laughs> Holes. The Autopsy of Holes 2. No. So. <laughs> the Autopsy of Holes 2, colon, jingle, jingle. <laughs> anyways i think that's what my problem is so like i enjoyed this one but i still will be wary of things that are like this yeah because i feel like it's so rare for them to be done well yeah that said stephen king said this movie rocks yeah i actually i I took a picture of the back of the box that said um see it but not alone yeah or see it but not at night aaron Hey, Aaron. I saw that. Don't and believe I was like, Chad. Believe me, Stephen, Stephen King. King. <laughs> um, In the future, I will believe you, Stephen King, over Chad. No, I'm, I, I'm giving Chad lots of grief. I mean, he... That's what we do. That's that's what we do. Hi, Chad. He, hi, Chad. We love you. He up front said, it's not so much a horror movie in the traditional sense. She's a witch. Yeah. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. And I was, I mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. I was fine. Right. It is. And I, and when I saw the trailers for this back when it was in theaters, I was intrigued by it. Yeah. In the, in one of those, oh, that looks like a horror movie that might not be completely horrifying or it might be completely horrifying. Right. I will not see it in the theater. Right. I will see it when Ashkan bumps up his Patreon right. to, to $10. Right. It's not one that I would watch again. Right. It's not something I need to own. However, having seen it, I'm glad I saw it. Yes. The A Quiet Place. I really want to see that. Stephen King also yeah. was reviewing, raving about that too. Yeah. So um, we'll really probably look that. for the episode on A Quiet Place yeah. sometime soon. It will be all silent, so I mean, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but Aaron and I are going to have a great written discussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So we're going to learn sign language for it. Mm-hmm. They did that for the movie. Mm-hmm. And he cast, they cast an actually deaf kid. Yep. So, yay, John Krasinski. Yeah. Never. Representation ev- matters. Please, God, John Krasinski, st- stay golden. Please. Stay golden. Please. <laughs> I love you so much. Please stay that way. Yes. Yeah, that's one that I feel like we're going to have to see in the theaters, though. Mm. I don't think it'll have the same impact if we don't see it on the big screen. Mm. What about A Quiet Place 2, colon, maybe a little bit of noise, question mark? <laughs> no. Shh. Oh, there's there's like, it's trend like tw- trending on Twitter is people talking about like the guy who got popcorn in yeah. the movie. I heard or open the, open your snacks before the movie yeah, starts. The girl who took off her shoes 
to go down the stairs so that they wouldn't make noise, but then she tripped and fell. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole theater laughed at her. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt actually stopped acting and were like, I'm sorry, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I felt really bad for her. She's like, I tried so hard and I ended up just falling down the stairs. Oh, she's tripping. Oh, she sure was. So, um, thank you, Ashkan, for the suggestion. Yeah. Um, if you stay a ten dollar member, we'll we'll see you next year. Yep. And I I think right now I think that tier says film critique. I think it no it, it specifically says um any media w- any media but we'll talk about it. Oh like, okay. It, it like I was gonna say because like recommend me some books, guys. We want books. We want. I'll play a board game. I'll play a board game. I'll play. Shit. I'll play the hell out of a board game. Fuck. Just. Play Are we the, just swearing now? Play the ass out of a board game. AF. <laughs> Hi, Liz. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Um, you made it again. Yay. Yay. Well, we'll do board games. We could probably arrange certain video games, albums. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, take take your shot. Give Aaron a, a music suggestion. Oh, see, God. see what we come up with on that. Um, but. If you want to join up to that level, uh, we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. That's the $10 level. The $5 level is what I think of as sort of the flagship tier of our of our Patreon. Uh-huh. Um, you get uh, recommendations, five recommendations from us every month. And we've also long surpassed the, the area where we have more than five people signed up for that tier. So we do a giveaway of one of those things every month. Yep. But mostly in terms of social media, I'd love for you to join our Facebook group. Yes. Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. Every time in our uh, podcasters group, every time someone asks uh, Facebook page or Facebook group for my podcast. Group. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Facebook page or, and I'm already typing group. Uh Our Facebook group is amazing. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. If you like us, come come talk on our group. It's, It's a fun place. Yep. Other social media we have, we have an email, unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. We have Twitter. It's at UFO Podcast, where you decide what the F stands for. Today, the F stands for... Formaldehyde, which is a yes. flammable substance, which is in uh, a morgue. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, individually, I can be found at unabashedly Aaron. I am at unabashed James. Mostly, it's, convers- <laughs> it's conversations like this. We talk to each other. We talk to our friends. Sometimes I... And sometimes we talk to famous people. And yeah. Sometimes Matt Doyle likes a tweet that I did. Who was it that, that liked your tweet tonight? Was it, is that, is it Matt Doyle? I think that's Matt Doyle. I think, hold on. I think that's, is that Matt Doyle? <laughs> that's Matt Doyle. People are either like, oh yeah, you're doing that bit that I know badly. Or they're, <laughs> or like, they're like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Right. We will tweet at famous people in the hopes that they will tweet back at us. Sometimes they do. And also, we define famous, like, super, super loosely. Oh, yeah. Like, do you have more followers than me? Then you're famous. Uh Uh-huh. Has somebody who's actually famous liked a tweet that you made? You're famous. Have I seen some sort of video or product that you've made? You're famous. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, Emily Cardamus? Uh Uh-huh. She's famous. famous. Emily Carfamous? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's it. Bye, yep. everyone. Well, and no. so do pennies.
No, that's that's not how we sign off. Um, First, we have to thank our other person. Yes. Thank you. To well, Jam- thank you to Emily Cardamus. Well, yes. Thank you to art. Emily Cardamus for our excellent logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem, and you can find her on Tumblr at ArtfulHypothesis.tumblr.com. Yes. Um, thank you also to Jamie Shaheen who did our theme song, both our intro and outro music. I mean, I I think it's fairly obvious, but yes. like. He did both of those things and sent them uh-huh. to us. And they're great. Uh, the theme is called, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? Forever. It's that forever. Uh-huh. Um, and you can find him and his band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. It's been a bit. I haven't checked other music places for A Silent Few. I feel like he would tell us if there was another place. If you are Jamie or are on Spotify and want to do a quick search... See if you can find a silent few and then let us know if we yeah. can add stuff to the thing. Hey, do you think a silent few did the soundtrack for a quiet place? Maybe. A silent Yeah. Yes. What I'm about to say is really funny. I don't want to get your hopes up really okay. much. <laughs> but <laughs> what if the soundtrack to a quiet place was just like twenty tracks of just silent? <laughs> <laughs> but all the tracks are like you know how on soundtracks, like the tracks of the of the thing, if they're unless they're you know inspired by, like there are two type, different kinds of soundtracks, yeah, ones yeah. with bands you've heard of and one by like Hans Zimmer or whatever. Uh-huh. The ones that are like scores are like refer to various scenes that the music happens. Yeah, like the soundtrack to Somewhere in Time, which Andy sent us. Hi, Andy. Yeah, yeah hi, Andy. That, but so it's like you know, the railroad. Jane has an idea. On the run. But they're all just exact. They're like just different lengths of silence. <laughs> it's kind this of is genius. the this is the silence we used for that scene. Trust me. Go back and listen. You know somebody would buy that. Like a lot of somebody's would <laughs> buy that. The official soundtrack. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so thank you, Jamie Shaheen, for for being Put, our friend. Putting up with us. <laughs> yeah. Is that gonna do it? I think that's it. Oh oh, the live stream. Yes, next week. Um. We're going to record. We record on Tuesday nights. Yes. And next week we'll be we'll be recording our 100th episode. Yeah, we will. And you That's can bonkers. Watch. Yeah, you can watch. We're going to record an episode, but we're also going to be live streaming on YouTube, and we're going to put the links up on the Facebook group. We're going to tweet it. We're going to put it on like our personal Facebook, whatever. You know, like the group everywhere. Everywhere we can put the link, we're going to put it. And if you want to share it around. Please do so. We have something fun in mind. Uh-huh. And then probably silliness will happen before and after that thing because we just can't help ourselves. It's true. So yeah, it'll be at 8.30 Eastern time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the 17th of April. Yes. And that is uh, 0030 US, UC, UTC. Oh, you looked it up. Well, it's the same as last time, but I looked it up again. Yeah. UTC on uh, Wednesday morning. Um, yes because of it being weird but yeah. so um, apologize apologies to our european listeners yeah who will but be theor- listening i mean it'll be like after midnight it's gonna be late we'll post the video at some oh yeah place. i mean you can, yeah you just won't be able to watch it live but then you'll also that'll also be the episode that comes out yeah. on friday we'll so probably have a shortened version yeah. as the episode on friday yeah so eight thirty. PM Eastern on Tuesday the seventeenth. Um, come come hang out with us. It'll be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, if you can't make it at the start, jump in whenever you can. Jump out whenever you need to. Yeah, if you want need to jump 
in and then out and then in and then out and then do the hokey pokey. That's, that's really what it's all about. However, you should cancel any plans you have. No, that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are going to, <laughs> I'm sorry. we are going to uh, try and get started like as close to 830 as we can. Okay. So yeah, come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last time. Yes. Um, and I'm really excited about the thing that we're doing. Me too. You know, uh, the word that I was thinking of that I couldn't figure out, uh, I was waiting in line to get dinner and I thought okay. of the word, you know, the word vivisection. Uh-huh. I was thinking of the word vivisection. Oh, that is a bad word. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a bad word. Yeah. It's bad. But we, what if there was a romance novel called vivisection? No. But twist the main character's name is is vivid <laughs> short for vivi she's asked everyone to stop calling her vivi <laughs> but they won't they won't stop this has been a supernatural episode of unabashedly obsessed thank you for listening <laughs> i'm james i'm aaron smoking kills and so do pennies <laughs>